Dave and Darren's Top 5 Things Podcast. Hey everybody, thanks for downloading, subscribing, and listening to the show. We've got yet another one for you here. My name is Dave, and here's my partner, Darren. Hey, Darren. Hello. The podcast is brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. They have a location in Milan on Tech Drive and also in Galesburg on West Main Street. Milan is open every day. Galesburg open, is open weekdays and Saturdays. The Milan store offers both uh, medicinal and recreational. Galesburg is recreational only, and... The recreational waiting lists are available. You can reserve your time if you go to the website, which is ntillinois.com. Let's get started. Number one. 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 Number one. Last time I was down at my in-laws' place, they live out in the country, and my father-in-law was telling them they've got this like little stream that goes through the back of their property, and above the stream in a tree, they've got a hornet's nest, uh-huh. and it's massive. It is a massive hornet's nest and he was trying to figure out you know what to do about it and at some point i think he had made the suggestion and then backed away from it and i kept trying to talk him into it uh, the idea was we were going to go out there with his, his four uh, wheeler right uh-huh. and uh we were going to take a shotgun to it okay and the idea was that I would I would blow the hornet's nest up. Oh boy! And then he would step on the gas. Boy, do I love this! And we were gonna get the hell out of there. And uh, we were all set to go. And then at the last minute, he was like, "I don't know, Dave. This suddenly just seems like a really bad idea." And I wouldn't take no for an answer. I was like, "This is gonna be epic." We have to do this. Oh, no. He, he, he had the exterminator come out to look at it, but the exterminator can't spray because it's over a stream, right? So something has to be done Okay, about so it. he has already reached out to somebody who might know what they're doing. The professionals are not going to be able to help him. Okay. And again, they live out in the middle of nowhere. Right. So the idea of just taking a shotgun... I'm blowing this thing to hell, and then step on the gas, and we get out of there quick. Yeah, I can see exactly what happens. Well, here's Dave. Yeah. Okay, you pull up in the four by four. Yeah, here's Dave with the shotgun. Yeah, standing up, mm-hmm. standing up through the sunroof, and then when he fires, <laughs> and he, when he fires, when he fires yeah. and brings down the nest, it of course comes down. In the sunroof with you. Well, I'm not going to shoot directly underneath it. But you do. Well, and then, But you do. There's also this. You have to hit it on the very first shot. Because once they hear the noise... Which you won't do. Which I, I don't know that I will, and I don't know that I won't. So, yeah, I don't think a 50-50 proposition is I was good so excited. I thought this is going to be the most epic moment of my summer. It lands blowing up a hornet's nest with a shotgun. Lands in the back seat with you guys. And then and then no, and roll him up. Roll him up. No, don't roll him up. My father-in-law was like, you know, you might want to come back and cuz I was wearing like, you know, it was this is it was warm enough so I was just wearing shorts and t- and a t-shirt. He's like, we really ought to have like long sleeves and pants on for this. These hornets, they get mad. And, yeah. And you don't want to and then he's done some more reading. He's like, it turns out, you know, they're not bothering us. And right. It's probably good for the ecology of these hornets. I'm like, no, we got to blow these things up. I watched this video. How far, how far away are they from the house? Mm, far enough away. Do they ever get hornets? Do they ever get hornets? No. Well, then leave it alone. Yeah, but it's a, you can't have a hornet's nest that big. 
It's Why not? not? It's just not. You can good. go look at it from time to time. No, you can't. If you blow it up, you get too close to them. Then they, if you get close to it, then the hornets start letting let's, you know they mean business. Stay away from it, then. Well, I'm just saying that it would be it would be kind of epic to blow this thing up. I think he's. But like, but it also would be. I think he's making the right call <laughs> to not do it. Well, to not have you involved. It was his idea to begin with. Yes, with somebody else. But I don't know that he was half joking or you think you think it's a somebody else situation? I think he might someday the next time you're down there, yeah. it is quite possible that the hornet's nest is gone. I saw the most satisfying. He just needed another partner. A the... different partner. Oh, well, that's hurtful. I saw the most satisfying video of this guy who had a similar-sized hornet's nest and what he did to get rid of it. Now, this was a situation where the hornets were... It was a hornet's nest that was attached to a satellite dish on the guy's house. Uh-huh. Like where my in-laws live, it's a couple hundred yards away from, from where their house is. And it's not interfering with their reception. No, but the homeowner in the video that I'm describing... It was attached to his house, and they were constantly attacking him. Yeah. So he had to do something. Got to do something. So he gets a drone and flies the drone. And a drone kind of sounds like a bunch of hornets. That all... And he flies the drone, and the drone just hovers right by the nest. Uh-huh. So the the hornets decide, we got to hey, go out and, and kick some who, ass. Who's out there? Right. And it's super satisfying because... These hornets all fly, and they try to take down the drone, yeah. but the propellers just kill every single hornet as it comes after it. Well, that's, so that was a good plan, then. It was a good plan. So this guy's just sitting there watching as, you know, hundreds of hornets try to protect the nest, and then they all end up just They're getting dying. slaughtered, yes. And then I watched this, and I thought, this is so sad. Why is this so satisfying? There's not something wrong with me, right? Like watching... Uh, Wasps get killed was satisfying. I'm that's not like a, a, a sickness, not, you mean? I'm not like a serial killer or anything. It's just bugs. Mm, it's just, just well, wasps in particular, wasps and hornets. It's not the worst thing. It's not the best. No, right. I don't know that again, they were they started it. They were bothering well, yeah. this guy. And he just takes the drone and just it just hovers there and in the space of ninety seconds, this colony of hornets gone. I can see where it'd be more satisfying for him than you. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But or should be. It, but it was the video was posted online. Uh-huh. So I'm sure, you know, it's 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 worth checking out. They're just pouring out of this nest and the next thing you know, mm. no more hornets. Just got a big bag of mud you got to deal with. Yeah, if I was you, I wouldn't bring it back up again. Cuz <sighs> I think I don't know, man. I think that could just be Or maybe you could just go down there on your own and take care of it and say Hey, it, I took care of that for you. Here's the thing. I I just think it would be such an accomplishment, such an achievement. Remember that time we blew that hornet's nest up with a shotgun? I just think that would be something that I could now, how much, put on my resume. How much shotgun shooting do you have? What sort of training do you have? I have zero training. Uh-huh. I've never shot a shotgun. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, that is that is part of the equation. Yeah, that you don't know what you're doing. I've done rifles, I've done handguns, I've never done a shotgun. But how hard could it be? You just point. Now, I understand you just point at the target. Make sure you're holding it in such a way you don't dislocate a shoulder. Uh-huh. I mean, I've... I've Which you would. I've read up on this. Uh-huh. I've done the reading. I've done the required reading. How to shoot hornets. Well, I mean, yeah. 
Step one, don't miss. Step one. Step two, get out of there. Step on the gas. And yeah, just get the hell out of there. Well, I before too long. Cold, we- cold weather's coming. Won't that slow them down a bit? Yeah, but it, it, then that's not fair. Like, I, it, There needs to be an element of danger in this enterprise. Otherwise, what are we doing? What are you, Blue October? <laughs> I'm saying. Two. 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 Have an update to a story we told you about here on Dave and Darren in the morning. The lock of Abraham Lincoln's hair got sold since the last time we were able to talk to you. And uh, we have a, a price here, Darren. This was a lock of Lincoln's hair that they cut off him as he lay dying after his assassination there at Ford's Theater. The doctor was Mary Todd Lincoln's cousin, Dr. Lyman Beecher Todd. He was a postmaster and cousin to Mary Todd Lincoln, who was, of course, the widow of our 16th president. And he cut off a two-inch lock of Lincoln's hair. It was removed during the post-mortem examination. And it sold for what? Well, they thought it was going to bring in $75,000. And? That was the estimate. The actual retail price of a lock of Lincoln's hair, which was also, by the way, and I don't know if this is going to have you jack up the price at all. It was included in an envelope that they think had some of Lincoln's brain fluid on it. They thought it would sell for $75,000, ended up going for $81,250. So somebody just spent eighty-one grand on a lock of President Abraham Lincoln's hair. I can't tell you any information about the buyer. They're, they're keeping that quiet. And they were talking about how the hair had grayed. Oh, has it? Well, that's what you said in the story. I guess I don't remember that. But I don't know why I would have. I don't know why I had it in my head that it would be like, oh, it would just be the color of the hair when it was cut off. I guess it. <laughs> well, why wouldn't it be? I didn't. I don't remember that being a detail of the story. I think it was that his hair had grayed Th- since 1865. That it had grayed. Is that what happens to dead people hair? That's what. It, that's what it said in the story. I, I don't remember that detail. Yeah, there was a uh, a telegram uh, attached to this, so that was that was something else. Now this this lock of hair has been sold before. Uh, last time it was sold was in 1999, so I don't know if somebody you know bought the hair and then sat on it, it for a while and, and you just get tired of it. Well, what do you do with it? I don't know. It's quite a conversation piece. Welcome to our home. Would you like to see the? Brain fluid soaked letter and lock of It's the of only conversation hair. I have with people. Can we, uh, Reggie, can we turn the game on? Because uh, we're just, we've been staring at this uh, sure lump of hair for like an hour now. Sure you don't want to talk about the hair some more? <laughs> well, it just seems like that's all. I think we've kind of covered it. Are you sure you don't want to talk about the hair some more? Uh, we, we turn a ball game on or no, something. I, I'm, yeah, I think we've. I mean, it's not. I'm not saying it's not cool. No, it's, it's very cool that you have Lincoln. Something else, yeah. but we've kind of exhausted the <laughs> the entire conversation, haven't we? <laughs> it 
seems like, uh, you know. You want to come over next week and talk about the hair? Well, I mean, I feel like we've covered that, Reggie. I feel like we've done all the talking about Lincoln's hair that we need to do. Are you Is f- anything going to change in the next week? Are you f- do you think there'll be any updates? Are you free to come over next week and talk about the hair? No, I, I, I've, I've exhausted... Everything I have to say about the lump of hair you've made me look at. Would you like to look at it again? I'm still looking at it. (laughs) I am. I haven't stopped looking at it. Three. 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 Let me tell you two things I remember from my book report about killer whales in third grade. Uh Uh-huh. One is killer whales are not whales. They are, are in fact, dolphins. Why did you choose to uh, do killer whales? I don't know. I think the cover looked good. Like I think I like the 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 contrast of the black and white. I, it was just whatever. The, that was the book that I had to do. I didn't have like a love for killer whales. Did you? Ever, I think all the shark books were out. Did you ever have to? And do, I just settle on killer whales. Did you ever have to do a report on a state? Ooh, I'm sure I did. I don't remember I that one. I Think though. we did that in fourth. Grade? What's did they assign you a state? No, or you, you, got well, to, you, you, you got to pick one. You got to pick one. Mm-hmm. Although I, I clearly you can't. Everyone can't have the same one. Well, no. What a, at what some a, point you're going to start getting you know assigned Mississippi, <laughs> right. or. But I remember doing that with either a state or a country. It was like here's what their product is. Yes. Here's what their size is. Here's where they rank. I, I do kind of remember that, but I don't remember the details. Do you know what state I took? I'm going to guess, knowing what I know about you, you probably would have taken... Hmm, I'm going to say you took Kentucky. No. I took... It has a body of water around it. Oh, okay. Even though it's one of 50 states? Even though it's one of 50 states. Uh Uh-huh. From the rocky shores of Hawaii (laughs) to the sandy beaches of Hawaii. That's a good one to take. Well, sure. I mean, let's get something exotic, right? Our our newest state, right? Yes. Is is Alaska 49 and Hawaii's 50? Is that how that works? It is. All right. Well, um... Here's my, here's the two things I can tell you that I remember from my my book report. One is that killer whales are not whales at all. In fact, they are dolphins. Uh, number two is that killer whales are are not really killers. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing for us to be afraid of. At least, I mean, if you're a, if you're a dolphin or, or a seal. Oh, they'll kill you cold blooded. So dolphins but there's no killing reason. dolphins. Yeah, well, smaller dolphins. Yeah, but I think the seals are what they tend to eat the most of. Oh, they love a good seal. Don't kid yourself. Uh, here's the problem with this, though, Darren. The situation has changed, and now it turns out killer whales are killers. Scientists can't figure out what the heck is going on. There have been a bunch of incidents in which killer whales have hit sailing boats along the Spanish and Portuguese coasts. In some cases, the boats have been damaged, and at least one crew member suffered such a bruising from the impact and the ramming of the killer whales. Uh They're saying these are coordinated and orchestrated attacks on boats. Sure. Well, That the killer whales have decided, these orcas have decided... Let's get some of that human seal meat. Yeah, what they've decided is Mm -hmm. enough is enough. 
these uh, these two-legged seals that wear clothes look delicious. And now it's time for murder. You know what I'd like to eat? Some of those lazy sunbathers. Mm. We call it long pig. I want a long pig. <laughs> Give me one of those long pigs. Long pig, a sailor. Yeah, uh, two boats lost part of their rudders due to the impact of the attacks, according to these reports. One just off the coast of Acoruna on the southern coast of Spain. That happened on Friday afternoon. This guy says uh, he's the manager of Halcyon Yachts, Pete Green. He says a boat was being taken to the UK when an orca rammed its stern at least 15 times trying to sink the boat. As a consequence of the impact, the boat lost steering and was towed into port so they could take a look at how badly damaged it was. There was a similar incident near Vigo in northwest Spain at the end of August when sailors had to call the Coast Guard to say that their boat was under attack from killer whales. On that same day, a Spanish naval yacht lost part of its rudder after an encounter with orcas under the stern. In July, on the 29th, the boat was surrounded by nine orcas off Cape Trafalgar in the southwest of Spain. The killer whales rammed the hull for over an hour. At one point, they spun the boat 180 degrees, disabling the engine and breaking the rudder as they communicated with each other with loud whistling. So they're coming after the boat and they're talking to each other about how to do it the best. Sure they are. It's very intentional. Well, that's that's terrifying. Am well, I wrong? I don't suppose you have the Lemonheads rudderless for you for us, do you? <laughs> it's not a bad it's not a uh, bad, bad request. I like I like what you're doing. Not the worst way to maybe uh wrap up this segment. <laughs> I like what you're doing there, Darren. I like what you're doing there. I'm terrified, though. That this uh-huh. is something now that this isn't just, well, sometimes it happens. Killer whales attacking and ramming boats in orchestrated attacks. No one knows why. And you think you're next? Well, no, I'm not. I'm not a seafarer at this point in right. my life. So you I gave that life up long ago. You shouldn't be too terrified. Well, don't you think that's weird? They, okay. The scientists say that the, the orcas would not usually do this. You've but had they're enough. doing it. Researchers studying a small population in the Strait of Gibraltar saying killer whales are normally curious, and it's common that they would follow a boat, interacting with the rudder a little bit, but for it to just go ahead and try and ram, full ramming speed, and then there's a bunch of them circling around? Well, no thanks. We're all at a breaking point. Or, if that's what it is, <laughs> they've had enough. Killer whales do not typically attack humans. They, they will take down sea lions. They will take down other uh, w- whales. But now they've got a bloodlust for those long pigs. Killer whales have, that's right, long pig, a sailor. Uh, killer whales use their massive teeth, which can grow up to four inches long. That would do it. Yeah. Orcas are the one of the only creatures that will attack and eat a great white shark. And the... Take they, that, Jaws. This is the thing, though, that the orcas do. And I know we've talked about this. Maybe it was on the podcast a while ago. What the orcas will do to a great white shark, what they'll do to a great white is something else. Because they don't want to eat the whole shark. Mm-hmm. They just have developed a taste 
for great white shark livers. Hmm. So they will surgically strike a great white and eat its liver because the liver has a, a fatty content that they really enjoy. That for a killer whale, that's the best. So they will go after a great white shark and just take its liver out, and, and then the, and then and then Jaws just dies there. You know, there's no dialysis sure. under the sea. You can't uh, you can't live without a liver. I mean, I mean, live is literally the first uh, four letters. That's how they call it, a liver. That's right. You ought to call it an a liver is what you ought to call it, because without that, you got nothing. Orcas population has been declining in fact they've been uh, listed as endangered since 2005 so maybe they are at some sort of breaking point you could be onto something but i just think it's it's terrifying and because all- let me tell you something if the orcas decide to do this mm-hmm. what's what's stopping the birds what's stopping all the animals that we interact the with the birds the squirrels mm-hmm. the deer uh, fear the deer. Well, yeah, a deer is a four-legged monster with knives grown out of its head. You want to be honest with each other about it. These deer, like... Uh, oh, that could be a game changer right away. Literally game changer. I like what you did there, Darren. You're very on this morning. You must have gotten a lot of rest this weekend. I didn't. I've been up since 1.30. Number four. 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 1920 was 100 years ago. Check my math on that. That was when Warren Harding was elected president of these United States. And now the grandson of President Warren Harding would like his body dug up. Happy anniversary, Grandpa. The grandson of U.S. President Warren G. Harding and his lover, Uh Nan Britton, is now in court. And he wants President Harding's exhumed from the grave. They want dig that body up. Uh-huh. Uh, Harding's been dead since 1927. And, and what's he want to accomplish? Well, he. This is the thing. He is the grandson because Warren Harding was was having an affair. Yes. And there's been some speculation as to whether or not he is indeed Warren G. Harding's grandson, uh-huh. right? He would be a, a grandson that Warren Harding had outside of his marriage. Right. So yeah. how would that work? He is suing, uh, saying that he wants the president exhumed, he says here, to establish with scientific certainty that he is, in fact, a blood relation to our nation's 29th president. This is all going on as the folks there where Warren Harding is, like the rest, are kind of preparing for a big party because, again, it's the 100th anniversary of his election. So they would really rather not have him a dug up. Big to-do. <laughs> right. It's Warren G. Harding days. Although, if mm-hmm. they're passing out, like, the pamphlet or mm-hmm. uh, this is the schedule of events, um, the, I would, the, I, the exhuming it, too, is kind of a, that's a big thing. I would go see that. That's a big deal. I would genuinely want to go see that. The affair between the future president and the wife of one of his best friends. This Warren Harding had to have it. Uh, this guy, there's, there's love letters that they found where he's talking about this affair that he was having, again, with his best friend's wife. But she used to be Warren G. Harding's. 
Uh, he says it's a mad, tender, devoted, ardent, eager, passion wild, jealous, hungry love. Quote, I love you more than all the world and have no hope of reward on earth or hereafter so precious as that in your dear arms, in your thrilling lips, in your matchless breasts, in your incomparable embrace. Man, that's... Uh, you go. I'm going to steal some of that, Harding. That's good stuff. Yeah, there's a branch of the Harding family that is saying, we're not interested in having you dig up uh, Warren G. Harding. Getting my Harding on. Now, here's the thing. They don't dispute that this guy is, in fact, a blood relation. Uh, James Blazing is his name. They don't dispute. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say, look, we, we've already accepted that you're a genetic. Isn't that enough? Right. We've already accepted that your mom was the daughter of President Harding and this Nan Britton, who he, another lover that he had. Right? Uh, we, we've already accepted that. And we are going to acknowledge your mom in the museum at some point. Harding had no other children other than the little girl he had with his lover. So that's where things get tricky, right? Because, like, Mm -hmm. what claim, like, if this guy is your grandpa, you would have more of a claim over what goes on with his body than people who are family members but not that closely related, right? But the the family, the extended family, is saying, "Look, we've we've already accepted, and we're going to get around to having something at the museum about your mom, but we just haven't gotten around to it yet. We're still working on it. We're, we're putting together some. <laughs> we're putting together some clip art, so it should be ready soon. They they did a a test and acknowledged a DNA test, and they acknowledged, yeah, no, she is in fact Warren G. Harding's daughter, your mom. So that would make you know him your grandpa." Uh, when this test was conducted back in 2015, he said he was delighted. But five years later, he says his mother's legacy as the daughter of a U.S. president is shaping up to be little more than a footnote in this new museum that they're building. He says, I'm not a part of anything, nothing. My brothers, myself, no one. We're invisible. So if he's able to directly match the president's own DNA, he says that would change things. I don't think it would. Like, we already know that you're the grandson. You just have to figure out a way to muscle in and, and get that that you know yeah it doesn't that sound family like to to go ahead and give you the the bastard wing of the museum yeah it doesn't sound like they're thrilled about doing it <laughs> right we're not we're not uh... here's here's a poem he wrote to the lover he had before the lover that he knocked up to have this kid uh, President Harding again uh, writing this poem while he's married. Uh, a marriage that he says in one letter to his lover, In uh, he says, one letter here, there isn't one iota of affection in my home relationship. It is merely existence necessary for appearance's sake. And then he writes this letter to his mistress. I love to suck your breath away. I love to cling there long to stay. I love you garbed but naked more. Love your beauty to thus adore. What a little... I mean, this guy's a little little devil. Regular, regular Cupid. I mean, good lord. Yeah, he he got concerned about his mistress during World War One because she was under federal surveillance. 
And he says, please, Did I do that? <laughs> please, I beg you, be prudent in talking to others. Remember, your country is in war, and things are not uh, normal, and toleration is not universal, and justice is not always discriminating. Hey, uh, I got the feds watching you because we're at war. Uh, maybe don't go blabbing around about you know all the stuff that we're doing. Yeesh. Sex stuff. You know. Sexy times. Five. 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 Number five. Theme parks have to figure out how they're going to handle Halloween this year. You know, with the Fright Nights that they have at all the, the theme parks. Right. There's a story here of a theme park in Japan that has decided uh, one of the best ways to scare people into having some fun in a responsible and socially distant way is to install a haunted toilet. The haunted toilet will be there at this Japanese theme park. This is based, I guess, on a Japanese folk legend about the ghost of a dead girl who haunts bathrooms. Just the name. Yeah. Makes me think of, we were talking earlier about Arrow Man Mm -hmm. at... um, Arrowhead Park. For the Chiefs. Yeah, right. This doesn't this kind of sound like that same sort of character? Hello, I'm the haunted toilet. You know, dressing up as a haunted toilet makes as much sense as dressing up as Doug Plank with face makeup on and a bear head on your on your head. It's true, right? That's true. You might as well just be. I'm the haunted toilet. <laughs> It is great. You know, it, it, I can't... I'm the super fan that's known as The Haunted Toilet. I'm The Haunted Toilet. It's based on Japanese folklore. Uh. Look into it. <laughs> yeah, it makes just as much sense as Barrel Man or any of them. Right. right? You, so you look like a toilet and it's got like, you've got like dry ice, so you've got like uh-huh. steam coming that's out right. of it. It's, uh-huh. Yeah. Based on Japanese folklore, I'm the haunted toilet here to root my team on. To I've had success. these. I've had the same seats for 28 years. I'm in the end zone, of course. People love to have their picture taken <laughs> with on the concourse <laughs> with me, the haunted toilet. Right. <laughs> That's not bad. I. It's been so long since it's, I've felt it's, the need to. It's better than a lot of them. <laughs> I have not dressed up as anything for Halloween in a long, long time. But maybe this year. I think I've got a costume. Yeah. I don't know that I'm doing Halloween this year, but mm-hmm. if I did, mm-hmm. if I ever do Halloween again, right? I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the haunted toilet. That might be fun for the kids in my neighborhood if I hand out the candy dressed as a haunted toilet. Yeah. And when they say what I'm supposed to be, I'll just dismissively say, do you know nothing of Japanese folklore? Do better. And the parents will be like, get away from him. <laughs> get not, o- just get away from that, him. Get away. That, get away from him. Give me that candy. That shouldn't be get, in with the rest of your stuff. Get, get away from We're that. We're going to throw that right here on the curb. Get away from that guy. Yes, the haunted toilet. Not again this year. Is he the haunted toilet again this year Listen, for Halloween? I didn't spend all this money on a toilet costume to wear at once. I wear this to all the River Bandits games. No, this has got Steam a- Wheelers, the, <laughs> s- the Storm. That's great. That's great. I go to the Storm <laughs> yeah, yeah. games dressed as the haunted toilet. Uh-huh. I sit right behind the opposing goalie. Farmer's Market. You'll no, find me yeah, down there. Oh, yeah. No, I do every damn thing. Everything. I ran the Bix as the haunted toilet. No, when they do the uh, uh, the toy drive, I'm there. Haunted toilet. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. There are people I'm who are here. dropping off I'm here toys for tots. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here with some toys. Boo. From the Haunted Lou. Yeah. yeah. Whenever a morning show does any sort of uh, <laughs> uh, live shot somewhere, he, the haunted toilet's he there. He just creeps, <laughs> just creeps into the background. Here he comes. The Quad City's haunted toilet. Here he comes. I'm doing this. I say I'm doing a lot of things. I'm doing this. See if I can find a, a well, toilet no, because, costume. Yeah. <laughs> you could, I'm sure they have just a toilet costume, right? But it's got to be something where you can... Well, I, we can spook it up. Yeah. You right? make it spooky. Yeah. But, I mean, it's got to be... I'm not going to do an insult to Japanese folklore. All right. Toilet costume so, for adults. Yeah, so, like, right next to the toilet, there's the... What would typically be toilet paper... But as opposed to, <laughs> I found the costume. This is great. This is great. It's only uh, thirty-three bucks. Uh, it's just a toilet. The, as opposed to toilet paper, you uh-huh. have you just have a roll of ghosts. That's not bad. So the toilet paper costume. I don't know about the that. Toilet the toilet costume. costume. That's gonna get you arrested. Well, that's. I'm look. I'm here for the game. Uh, oh, that's great! Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Amazon here at the uh, the men's. To- it says men's toilet. Oh, because a man wears it, I guess. Yeah. The the stool is placed in a way where it no. looks like. Uh, oh, if you had a certain. Uh, uh, if I wore this toilet costume and had like like a zombie face, I could be the haunted toilet. I suppose. I'm I'm here with my check for the toys for tots. I'm here for the uh, lighting of the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> the haunted toilet. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to Brouhaha. Uh, I'm uh, I'm the haunted toilet. I like to make appearances wherever wherever three or more yeah. are gathered. I am there. <laughs> Why is the haunted toilet closing down all these beaches? <laughs> I think that's Dave Lavora in that costume. I'm pretty sure that's his gig. The haunted toilet is part of this Japanese theme park's Corona Horror Fest 2020 which was created with a Tokyo-based horror entertainment company, Koagara Satai. Oh, he's, been, he's been testing good taste for quite some time. There have been several new attractions added, each one designed not just to scare guests, but also to provide a socially distance, ex, distant experience. One attraction lets you climb into a coffin where you'll be terrorized by a ghost through a plastic panel. The haunted toilet is based on the story of Hanako-san, a Japanese folk legend about the ghost of a dead girl who hosts who haunts bathrooms. Usually she haunts bathrooms at schools. So generally not something that you have to worry about at home. But if you go to the bathroom at school, this, this Japanese uh, ghost will come and get you. Hello, all you college freshmen. I know it's move-in day here at Augie in St. Ambrose, and... I'm the haunted toilet. Welcome to the Quad Cities, young people. Uh, are you familiar with the Japanese legend of Hanako-san? That's the. <laughs> that's my thing. I'm off to the. That's cha- what I'm into. I, I'm off to the Chamber of Commerce. Normally, I haunt school bathrooms, but I'm here today to help you move in. I'm here today to give you kids a lecture about staying off drugs. The spirit of a young girl named Hanakusan who haunts school bathrooms. It depends, I guess, on who tells the story. 
Legends of Hanako-san have achieved popularity in older Japanese schools, where, where children challenge their classmates to try and summon her spirit while they're in the bathroom. According to the legend, Hanako-san is the spirit of a young girl who haunts school bathrooms. The details of her physical appearance vary, depending again on who you're talking to, but she's described as having a bobbed haircut and wearing a red skirt or a dress. But see, that's the ghost. I'm just the toilet. I'm not going as her. Welcome to the Big Seven, everyone. <laughs> Here comes the haunted toilet. I'm just standing behind Jack Carey as he does the national anthem. America! Why is there a toilet behind me? He's the first one to ever actually use it. <laughs> Jack, get off me! It's a Jack! Co- it's a guy! I'm haunted, I tell you! It's a, I don't care! I'm haunted, not functional! <laughs> I'm not connected to anything! I'm not connected I'm to- a haunted Japanese toilet for crying out loud. Get off of me! If you want to summon this ghost, uh, you have to go to the girls' bathroom, usually on the third floor, knock three times on the third stall, and ask if Hakano-san is present. Huh. And if she's there... Seems like a lot to try to remember. She says, yes, I am. And then her ghostly body or ghostly hand will appear, and the hand will pull you into the toilet, which then leads directly to hell where you will then be eaten by a three-headed lizard. Boy, that's there's a lot going on there. Apparently, this is a little girl who lived in World War II and was killed in an air raid, hiding in the school bathroom during a game of hide-and-seek. That's uh, So all. good to have the John Deere Classic <laughs> back. You'll find me, the haunted toilet, just up there on Porkchop Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if I can just make this one. Everybody, welcome to the Mississippi Valley Fair. (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm going to be popular here. (laughs) I'm going to get quite a workout. That's my biggest, that's my biggest, busiest week of the year. I keep explaining to these people I'm not real. (laughs) They don't care. They don't care. Uh, You enter the bathroom, I guess, at this theme park, one guest at a time. And then after each guest leaves, the area will be cleaned and disinfected. Man, that's, that's crazy. Well... Coming soon to a theme park in Japan, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm doing this for the Quad Cities. Everywhere. <laughs> Wherever there's a Wherever thing. Wherever there's anything. Welcome to the car show, everybody. Uh, I had a question about Bald Eagle Days. Why is a man walking around in a <laughs> toilet costume? <laughs> It's not just, he's also haunted. I'm, I'm a, not just a toilet, I'm a haunted toilet. Please, read up on your Japanese folklore. I shouldn't have to explain this story every time I leave the house. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. That's going to do it for today's 
Top 5 Things podcast. It was brought to us by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. Nature's Treatment of Illinois, where you can sign up for the newsletter and connect with Nature's Treatment on Twitter and also Instagram. Until we get a chance to do it for you later on, hang loose, kooks. And you stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, represent. This is for the Quad Cities record spot. Davenport, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock Island, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. Bye, have a great time.